On the Reconciling Marriages with Coach Jack podcast, Christian psychologist, author, and relationship coach, Dr. Jack Ito, will help you to build and restore your marriage. By learning just a few relationship skills, you can help your spouse enjoy your relationship more while getting more love and affection from your spouse. Listen to Coach Jack as he helps you with one more step toward a marriage both you and your spouse will love. Today, I want to teach you a technique for solving marriage problems without arguing. This will not fix all of your marriage problems, but it will help you with many. If you make the effort to focus on what you and your spouse both dislike about a problem, then it's going to help you to solve the marriage problems without arguing. Too often, people try to solve marriage problems by convincing their partners that they are wrong. This just brings resistance with no real change. Because of our partner's desire to be right, they will not acknowledge the truth in what we are saying. And because we believe our partners to be wrong, we don't even stop to consider the truth in what our partners are saying. No matter how horrible what our partners believe, there is some truth in their belief. And if we are willing to admit it, we can create cooperation and real positive change. There is one reality check for you. Are you secure enough to solve marriage problems this way? Insecure people will not be able to admit to the truth in what their spouse is saying, particularly if it is something negative about them. Being able to admit to truths about you, even ones you don't like, is a check that shows that you are actually secure enough to do this kind of technique. Consider your partner's number one negative belief about you. Say it aloud or write it down. Now, Set all of your arguments aside and ask yourself, is there any truth in what he or she believes? If you are secure enough to be honest with yourself, you will see that there is some truth in his or her belief. That little bit of truth can be the starting point for creating a better relationship for both of you. To solve marriage problems, we need to focus on the little bits of agreement instead of the large chunks of differences. Some people believe that disagreeing and arguing is a necessary part of relationships that actually help us to make our relationships better and to solve problems. This could not be further from the truth. Disagreement and debate are not necessary to solve marriage problems and are actually not helpful. The three most damaging problems in relationships are all communication problems. They are criticizing, complaining, and arguing. If you are in the habit of criticizing to get your spouse to change, you can learn to make clear requests instead to have better communication in your marriage. But even people who don't criticize find themselves getting caught up in debate and argument. Typically, couples disagree and debate, each person trying to prove he or she is right. With this debate method, one person can only win if the other person loses. That way really doesn't work well in a relationship. Take, for example, the following exchange. Partner one says, if you weren't so stubborn, we could get along better. Partner two responds, if you weren't so unreasonable, I wouldn't have to be so stubborn. Because each person considers himself or herself to be right, no change happens. Force is met with counterforce. 
Any opposites create this lack of movement. Here are a few examples of such opposites. One person says, you're too outgoing. The other person says, you're too shy. One person says, you're too cheap. The other person says, you're too extravagant. One person says, you're too emotional. The other person says, you're too shut down. Or the classic, you're too such and such. The other person says, no, I'm not. You are. If you have ever had this kind of argument, debate, or downright silliness, you know that this really does not help you to have a better relationship, and if anything, results in distancing more from your partner. One thing you can do to resolve this, you can change the problem definitions in order to end the disagreement. In the first example I gave, which is, if you weren't so stubborn, we could get along better, the other person responding, if you weren't so unreasonable, I wouldn't have to be so stubborn, one person believes the problem to lay in the other person's stubbornness, and the other person believes the problem to lay in the other partner's unreasonableness. Each will cling to his or her belief, and if one of them attempts to do problem-solving at this point, it will lead to more conflict. Like this. One person says, let's work on some ways that you can be more reasonable, so I don't have to be so stubborn. The other person responds, I am reasonable. You're the one with the problem. Such head-on attempts to solve marriage problems bring opposition. They spark argument and withdrawal or argument followed by withdrawal. The end result is the same. A more distant relationship in addition to the original problem which remains unsolved. People have to first agree on what a problem is before they are willing to work on it together. The method of agreement brings people to that point naturally, as in this following example. One person says, you never listen to me. The other person responds, yes, I'm probably not doing a very good job listening to you, or at least I'm not making you feel listened to. This leads the first person to respond something like, that's right. And then their partner can say, okay, well, let's work on coming up with some ways that I could help you feel like I am listening well. This leads the first person to say, okay. Notice in this example that although a partner clings to his or her belief, that the other one found some truth in it. They have also not fired back at their partner. They haven't given any excuses or explanations. There is always some truth in the other person's beliefs. Starting to admit to them is a good path to reconnecting, even if they have a lot of problems of their own. So when you have found out that little truth that the other person has in what they are saying, you can then define that as the problem, as in the example I just gave. Because your spouse will agree with it, after all, he or she is the one who's saying it, it's now possible to work on coming up with solutions. Doing this will make you both closer to each other, which will make it easier to talk about your other concerns. It doesn't mean you will be able to do that immediately, but if you consistently do this process with your partner, you will make a better relationship in which your concerns can then be more easily addressed. 
Connect first and agree first. Work on your spouse's concerns before getting to your own concerns. I know that's a very difficult thing to do, but in the long run, it will be faster and get you more of what you want from your marriage. So to solve marriage problems, put your focus on getting closer rather than on being right. Let me say that one more time. To solve marriage problems, put your focus on getting closer rather than on being right. I have walked thousands of people through this process in marriage and relationship coaching. It works every time, and couples like it. Let's take another example. There's the old style of argument. One partner says, you think money grows on trees. The way you spend, we will never get to have a good life. Their partner responds, you're so tight with the money that we never have a good time. I don't want to wait till I'm old and gray before I can spend a little money on myself. As you can see, this is the opposition argument, which actually results in no progress. There's no resolution, there's no closeness, there's no improvement, and the relationship becomes more distant the more this couple talks like that. Now, using the method that I'm talking about, they change the problem definition. The first partner says pretty much the same thing. You think money grows on trees. The way you spend, we will never get to have a good life. The second partner uses a different approach and says, Yes, saving for the future is important. I don't want to have to worry about our retirement either. The first person says, Yes, that's right. So, you shouldn't spend so much. The partner, again, coming back with the same kind of agreement approach, says, yeah, how about we work on a way to create a reasonable spending budget so that we can enjoy ourselves without jeopardizing our future? Leading the first partner to say, all right. In this example, both partners' concerns are addressed at the same time, but that only can happen by starting out agreeing with the validity of the first person's concerns. This is not always possible to do in one step. The main thing is to find the legitimate part of the concern that your partner has and address that first. Now you need to try it out to see if it works. I never make recommendations to my clients that don't work in the real world. I focus on getting my clients to see what is working and what is not in their experience. Then I teach them step-by-step -step methods to replace their ineffective methods. You can do the same thing with your relationship and your experiences. Take what you have learned in this recording and try it out. The next time your spouse makes some kind of negative comment, find the truth in it and disregard the rest. Admit to the truth and offer to work on it. You may have to do a good deal of tongue biting the first few times you do this. After that, you'll start to actually look forward to your spouse saying negative things so you can do this some more. When you solve marriage problems this way, your relationship will become closer. In my book, Connecting Through Yes, I present many examples for how to use agreement with many very difficult problems regarding finances, 
parenting, affairs, separations, addictions, and so forth. If agreement can be used in these situations, then it can be used in yours too. Through my work as a relationship coach, I've helped thousands of people to turn serious marriage problems into opportunities for reconnecting. Although it feels good to be right, it feels even better to have a close, satisfying relationship. Convincing others that they are wrong is never a way to grow their love or affection for you. Have you been trying to convince your spouse that he or she is in the wrong? Has it been working for you? If not, then consider using this method to solve marriage problems in your relationship. The only regrets my clients ever have about this method is not having learned it sooner. Thank you for listening to Reconciling Marriages with Coach Jack. Visit CoachJackIto.com to learn more skills for reconnecting with your spouse and restoring your marriage.